Welcome to Relationship Insurance, a podcast providing honest perspectives on dating, relationships, and everything in between. Hosted by myself, Dondre, Kurt, and Drew. And today, we're going to be talking about a bunch of things. Yeah, I uh, I like kind of how we're centering on just the things that we don't like in the dating space right now. So I kind of want to start there. There's some, there's a lot of tomfoolery going on, right? For me, I want to see more honesty because I think what I've seen, like when I was dating, there was a lot of feeling like you can't talk in the relationship. So you're kind of like stepping over your words or saying things that you might not have normally said just to kind of like please the person. So I feel like that in and of itself is like dishonesty. So you that's kind of where- Like they had you like muzzled, like what's going on? Yeah, low key, yo, the heart was muzzled, man. I think for me, if I feel like I can't talk to you, I feel stifled. If I, So I'm more so afraid of your reaction and how you're going to interpret what I'm saying. So that kind of affects me in a way where I can't, express myself and I'm not lying but kind of patting the truth a little bit have y'all ever experienced that yeah I mean I can understand that like you feel like you can't be your whole self right like you can't speak your full truth I understand it like you have to kind of like play it almost like politically you got to talk like a political candidate you got to be like Obama with it you can't really you can't go full Trump so (laughs) I kind of get it in that sense but um what do you think causes that like where do you think that comes from I think a prior trauma, perhaps, like say if you had your first fight, I think the first the first fight sets the tone in the relationship too. basically everyone's allowed to to mess up or, or to overreact or whatever. But I think there's certain things that are non-negotiable and you don't want to happen. And you see like, OK, that could be like a red flag. But to answer your question, Kurt, like, I feel like it really stems from just the initial fight and that setting the tone. So say, for example, you have a fight and someone's gaslighting you, you're being gaslit. You could feel like that's how every argument is going to go, or every disagreement. So you might kind of hold back certain things. So Yeah, like choose your you choose, not, not really just like choosing your words carefully, but also like feeling like you have to kind of walk around the edges. Like you can't really step into the, the fullness of what you want to say. That makes sense. Yeah, so that that's what I that's one thing I'm I want to see erased from the dating space. Just <laughs> allow just allow people to kind of be who they are and present themselves in a way where you know they feel comfortable. So just I think just I guess that just ties into just better communication too. But you know that's another story. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I kind of just wanted to start there kind of call some things like we we don't want to see anymore so that that's that's me that's what i don't want to see yeah i think for me it's the propaganda and projections that are often laid onto men and there's a lot of like there's not a lot of good men left or i just unfollowed someone today because they they wrote that and it just it just feels like yes like you know men have not done what they've needed to do. But I feel like to say there's no good men left, it feels like too far out. And I I don't want to keep hearing those projections because I feel like we just end up creating these endless characters of people who we feel are bad. And that's not, I feel like the scene entirely. Like I think there are quality people, both women and, and male who identify as male and woman. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one, Dre. I think, when you generalize like that, or if you already come into the situation thinking, oh, this guy's this guy isn't gonna be good, or you know, all men are trash, you you're setting yourself up for that experience to be quote unquote trash or whatever you kind of projected on it. So I do I think those broad general broad generalizations can be problematic. And they need to stop too. Like I'm tired of seeing the hashtags. I'm tired of seeing the TikToks. I'm tired of seeing uh, the posts like you like you uh, mentioned, Dre. And I'm glad you unfollowed that person because <laughs> we don't need that type of negativity on the timeline. 
Um, I, I just followed them yesterday. It was crazy. Like it was just the quickest <laughs> turnaround. I, I hated to see it, but it just feels like I'm a Knicks fan. So it's like Knicks for clicks. Like everyone bashes the Knicks for, you know, the vertical engagement or whatever. But I feel like with men and relationships, like now it just seems to be an easy dart because everyone can relate to it. And it's actually not funny at all. I feel, I think it's tiring. It's played out and we need to get back to like, having more honest conversations about how do we heal? That's what I want to see. Yeah. Take your power back King. Um, I, <laughs> I think in the dating space, something I would like to see change kind of just, it's a bit of both of what you guys already said. Um, just the space to be human. You know, I, I feel like because of the, these projections and these ideas that are out there, it doesn't feel like it gives us space to actually just be, human people that are connecting there's just like this expectation of we meet each other as perfect and perfect is the standard and the goal and it's like we want to you know have full relationships and have full encounters and full life-giving connections being human means that there's like a little space to fail not not space to just like mess up and screw up and like you know break people's heart and traumatize people but at least just like leave room for people to to be people that are still growing and and changing and and learning you know and sometimes it doesn't feel with the projections that are out there it's just like how much room is there for for that right now it just you're supposed to just show up as the 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 the, the picture perfect image of yourself and it's like we can be that but am i just pretending at the end of the day like when you get to know the real me you're going to see the flaws and so it's just like i think a lot of these things are are just mirages you know i think if we can see past the mirages and live past the mirages we can get back to our actual humanity and like i would just love to see that emphasized a little more or at least just introduced into the converse into the conversation and just like have space for it you know i just don't i don't see a lot of it right now but hopefully that can change question though like how much of the human side do you want because i've often like manifested like hearing and wanting the honesty and like more truth and then on dates it's like trauma 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 like everything is like i'm like whoa this is a lot so like what's the balance you find for yourself i mean trauma is a natural is a part of our story right like it's a part of the things that we experience but the thing is at least we can decide how to move forward when we know how a per how real a person is showing up so it's like if i'm making a decision based on a a fake version of someone how could I how could I really validate my decision if I want to move forward in connecting with them or not? It's just like if you're not showing up as the real you. If you're showing up as the real you, if I'm showing up showing up as the real me, we can then decide like how how much further we can get to go. We have at least a little a little bit of power in that regard. But like if we're not showing up as our real selves, like we can't even make a decision, like a real true informed decision on just like are you showing up real? Are you showing up? like, even if trauma is part of your story, like how can I tend to that in a real place? Or how can, how much can I decide within myself that like, this is something I can live with or work around or not. And I feel like at least just show up real. I think that's, that's just like where I'm at. Like if that is a part of your story, like show up real and then let's make a decision from there. But if you show up as a fake version of yourself and then to my saying, you get to see the real person is just like, this is not who I thought you were. You know, it's like, I feel like that's that's where the issue is. But how do we know when we're getting the authentic version as opposed to that kind of representative? It's getting harder to tell, I feel, right? Like it's it actually just like takes a level of discernment, I guess, or just like knowing ourselves too to be like collecting data through other conversations with people and encounters with people to say like Oh, I've seen this tendency. I can probably spot like when someone's being honest or someone's being dishonest, or like I've seen that pattern and holding ourselves to a standard of just like, oh, I'm not going to give my energy if if maybe there's a communication pattern that's odd or like something that that feels off. A self-inquiry and like, well, how much do I invest if the games are being played? You know? Um, so I guess it's just spotting red flags early and things like that. Yeah, and I would also say like energy would also lead you to truth. Like energy doesn't lie. It's something you feel and it's, you know, if someone's faking it, you feel it. It's like, you know, energetically, if you're, if you're clear and someone is being a little odd with the energy, it's like, oh, okay, there's an imbalance naturally. So I think 
not like <laughs> trust the vibes and being on that kind of wave, but just trust the energy, like see your energy's at. I think uh, transitioning though, I would love to hear because we're talking about dating and the changes we want to see. Do you feel that dating right now, like the internet's the new group chat? Like it feels like there's a lot of relationship content or media out on like social media platforms. This question was inspired by, I remember seeing someone tweet, they don't want to be dating because all of their communication may turn into content. You know, with TikTok, there's like a lot of dialogue, screenshot it, screen record it. So do you both feel that there's a lot of media on the internet? Is the internet the new group chat? I would say so. I, I actually saw a TikTok today where a woman was speaking and she was like, oh, um, the way you... The, the way you get men is how to be, is just be mean to them. And so she goes into this long story about being mean to men. And then she goes into this example about buying a dude a drink. And you can hear someone laughing in the background. And it's the dude that she's talking about who's right there, real time. She's recording the TikTok. <laughs> and someone like, yo, you just got to be mean to these dudes. And I'm like, it's... I don't. That's when, I that's don't, when you get Chris Rock, though. Like, if we be honest, honest yeah. <laughs> like, if, you, if you're doing stuff like that, that's when you get Chris Rock. But again, we don't condone <laughs> violence. Stay in short. <laughs> um. Wow, that's bold. Uh, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I mean, I know what I would do. But I think what I don't know. Do, they, what would you do, King? Well. Uh, something's got to break. Like I probably tossed the phone or something. Like I don't know. If you're recording me and I can see you doing it, and I know it's for content, I'm I'm tossing your phone. Like send me the bill in the mail. I'll pay for it. But I'm tossing the phone. Like you know. What if they went live? Me. What if they went live though with you? Like yo, this guy's broke. This guy's whack. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Dre, I don't know. That's that's scary. I. I I don't want to go live. Like, don't don't live me, yo. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. I think you know to go back to your initial question. Like, TikTok especially, I think we're seeing a lot of the conversations that women would normally have in the group chat on TikTok as content, and some of this stuff shouldn't be on there. Like, this should be the the privacy of the group chat to kind of. You know, it's the group chat is like judge, jury, and executioner. So you come to it, you present the problem, you see you're seeking, you know, some sort of counsel, right? And it's all private. It's all within the chat, within which whoever's in the chat. Maybe there's five people in the chat, but once you put it on TikTok and you put it, millions of people can see it. So now it's just you're not really solving the problem. So if you're going to TikTok with a group a group chat topic you're just magnifying it and making it worse so there's real there's really no solution yeah but i think that also then like stems to a bigger problem no like there is i feel like the internet and social media platforms has, have been more over sexualized lately i don't know it feels like it's like right in your face like two scrolls and I need a, a Jesus first, you know, it's, it's very wild out here. And it's one side of it. I understand like, you know, pro body, pro expression. And like most of the people they're in their twenties and that's when you look the best and you want to, you know, show it to the world. But then like, what's the, what's the other side of this? You know, like what's, where are we going? I don't know if there's a clear agenda of where we're going. Yeah, there's also like too much confirmation bias on the on the on on social media because it's like if you have a ton of followers that support anything you do anything you say and then you air out an issue that you're having automatically people are going to support you and take your side like it's very rare that like your actual supporters would be objective and like be like yo you don't feel like this is too much like you know what i'm saying it's very much like yo yeah you know what i'm saying like everyone's just like rooting for you and just like you're kind of feeding into the toxicity. And then when you realize that gets more insights, it just kind of grows. It's almost like a virus. So there's just, I think there's just too much, uh, there's just too much groupthink. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's hardly, 
there's hardly any space for nuance and like individuality, like, or even, and then everything becomes a debate, right? If someone says like, yo, chill, it's going to be like, you're going to get all the talking points of why she shouldn't chill or why he should, why he shouldn't chill or why he's right or why she's wrong or whatever. It's just like, it's, it's too much. Like, I just feel like the internet is just, they call it the information highway. And it's, it really is like that. It's really like a speedway of all these ideas that you're getting and certain stuff. It just doesn't feel like it belongs on there, but we're just in this this era now where everything is everything's up for grabs, everything's for sale. Yeah, and we're seeing the evolution so quickly too, right? Because Twitter has been around for what, 15 years, something like that at this point almost. Some of us have been on Twitter for 10 years or whatever. That was kind of the space where you would see a lot of the, you know, terrible relationship takes or people getting roasted. And we're seeing now like, Twitter, right? From Twitter to Instagram. So we're seeing the evolution of like the, the, the crazy relationship takes. We're seeing go from just a tweet to now your Instagram to where it could, you know, someone can go live and record something, you know, where, where the person, a couple is being, I don't know, there's some sort of weird skit and they're trying to prove someone's cheating or not, or, you know what I'm saying? Like something crazy like that. And now with TikTok, TikTok is probably the worst because, you know, like you guys are alluding to, it's just this, you have these followers and they're expecting this content now. So you're, if you're the relationship couple that puts out like the toxic content, people are going there and checking for it. So now you got to keep churning it out. So <laughs> it's, it's worse than all the other platforms. Not to bash TikTok, but. Yeah, I, I think we're seeing people will run with what works and what's effective for the, the likes and the dopamine. Like if, if the over overly sexual content gets you the likes and the buzz and you keep putting it out if the toxic stuff gets you the buzz you give it out but where are we going no we're no we're going to hell that's where we go <sighs> i like that because we can now we can segue to this topic uh is a generation collectively decentering dating and what are the pros and cons of this? I say it's not a priority to most people right now. Like it, it, it isn't. I don't know. It just isn't. I don't. It's more of a joke. Like, oh, you're booed up. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's a priority. Pros and cons. Pro is that I hope people get to do the self work. Um, they can really identify things within themselves. Con is that maybe they're too selfish. They become, because even sometimes like self-care and things like that, sometimes too much self-care can be a little selfish. Like, you know, you're not going to talk to no one for like two months. That's self-care. I don't know. Like there just has to be a good balance between what we're doing, but that would be my pro and con. It's funny because I saw this, everything's a TikTok reference. Like I saw this TikTok earlier and uh, it showed a woman in the caption said, uh, self-care, like I'm not, I'm not talking to anybody um, for the next two months. And then the next scene, the caption said, I haven't had a boyfriend in five years. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> to your point, Dre, you could, yeah. you could overdo it, you know? And I think we are seeing a lot of people who are overdoing it and they're running with the uh what was the steve harvey book you know act like a woman think like a man don't read that <laughs> don't read that <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that started it that might have started the decentering. Like... speaking for myself uh in terms of decentering dating i feel like that's kind of where i'm at it's not because of a bitterness but i feel like it's holding holding myself to a standard and holding my like self to just like wanting to just commit to the thing that I know is like in the best alignment. And if I don't see it, then I don't feel like the investment, I, I, I just have to be more careful about how and how to invest my energy, where it goes and you know, how much, how much I can actually use to like become a better person in the meantime. And so, yeah, the cons can be like, you know, maybe you're not involved in a lot of these activities that people are out doing right now, but it's like the pros are for me, I just not, not wasting my time and energy. I think that's the thing. 
I don't have the bandwidth for a bunch of dates that go nowhere. I, I, I don't. So it's, it's either just like what feels, feels like the closest thing that is really alignment alignment for me, or if not, everything else is a concept. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could get yeah. into too much of the pros and cons of this, this centering, but I think at the end of the day, it's just about balance and, uh, trying to just show up as your complete authentic self without trying to overdo it. Um, we got to understand that we are flawed at the end of the day, and we're never going to be like this perfect person that we envision in our head. So I think while you're going through the dating process and things are going right, things are going wrong, you have to really keep yourself grounded in knowing that the person that you're talking to is not perfect and you're not perfect. So you allow some sort of like breathing room for these for the things to go wrong, um, because there's beauty in the the mistakes too. So I don't know. We we have to really, really stop trying to be like so like trying to perfect dating too, because it is an imperfect experience. Because you're bringing two imperfect people together. Like at the at the core of it, we're both so imperfect. You know what I'm saying? We're learning, we're growing, we're and especially at our ages, right? You know, late late twenties, early thirties. These are pivotal times. We're going through so much change, especially now, like you know, global pandemic and subway shootings and all these crazy things that are going on. It really it should ground us even more and really help us realize that the world is changing so quickly, and we have to change, but we don't have to be perfect at the same time. So. That kind of leads me to, I mean, unless you guys have any other thoughts. Yeah, real quick. Do you feel, do you both feel that if we simplify some of the stuff? Because it feels like the offense is just like, it's wild. Like, I don't know, get the ball, do whatever. But I don't know. I I guess that's where like tradition, or maybe I do know. I think that's where tradition kind of helps streamline, like, simplifying how we would date in court i feel like now like the rules are like however whoever whenever and i feel like maybe we need to simplify the thing a little bit more what what do y'all think on that yeah it makes sense i i i also feel just like the climate is reflective of like trauma like i feel like everyone's not to say everyone i don't don't want to generalize but i feel like a lot of the ideas that we're seeing out all the content that we're seeing is is, these are all trauma responses and so i don't want to just say like heal before you date but because it's that's that's just a that's a process but i definitely think that if we learn how to operate in a space that isn't so centered on our trauma because i feel like most people are, are ultimately trying to protect themselves so it doesn't feel like there's a lot of open heartedness in the in the climate. And so with that, it's just that that's, I think, where these ideas of perfection come from, because it's just like, I just want my ideal and boom, that's kind of where we go from there. But I guess just like the open heart, the open heartedness is kind of like a leaving room for the growth, the space, the the, the ability to learn each other. So, yeah, I do feel like simplifying the process of getting to know people can help, but is that what got us into the trauma in the first place? Because, you know, people are still going to be people and and breach those those terms and conditions as well. The hardest thing is to not become the thing that happened to you. Like, that's like really the meditation. Yeah. I think that if we were more conscious and aware of even the patterns or like things that were recycling that happened to us, whether it's texting games or like, you know, being, uh, what's the word they say? Like being emotionally available. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I think we're just reacting based on what, what's happened to us, which is, I guess, a form of trauma, but we're just recycling tendencies. And how do we stay pure? Like, can we get back to pureness? Like, you know, I think that should probably be whatever that should look like for, each person, but that should be our baseline. But yeah. Take it back to the love notes in the classroom days. Do you like me? Yes, no. (laughs) But even, I guess you can't even do a blueprint these days because it's like with the internet, if you were to reset it, it's like, ah, look at these corny dudes trying to create. (laughs) 
Look at this dude in my DMs, yeah. like sending me a Google yes, form. No. Just like, look at this guy. He got me doing homework. Get out of here. Like it's just, it's too much groupthink. I agree. It's too much. Everything's up for sale. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's even more of a reason to kind of get back to some of the simpler stuff. And I think it, it is tough because we do have the internet kind of telling us what how we should act or react to certain things. But I I would. I I like the most simplest exchanges and the most simple conversations. You know, not not to be not to ask someone in, you know what their favorite color is or whatever, but I think you want to just ask like at least how someone's day is going or you know how they're doing, just the simple stuff like that. And I think that's where you can kind of get get the conversation started. And I think with the dating apps, I think when I was on them like there's so much pressure to to craft this like perfect comment you could leave or this perfect you know message that you could send and you could spend all day doing it and you could send it and you still won't get a reply but <laughs> like why like why are we torturing ourselves just to see if someone's interested it shouldn't be that it shouldn't be torture it should just you know you're either interested or you're not and i feel like that's like a quick decision yeah i had a friend who would would do that and then they when they didn't get a response, it'd be like, yo, my fault. This was a bad opener. And I'm like, nah, like, don't don't edit it in real time. I feel like it's supposed to be fun if they like what they see. No matter what the response was, they'll respond. It shouldn't be this, like, huge equation. But that's been putting the pressure on themselves. Yeah, no more pressure, man. <laughs> I think that's where you you turn the ball over, you know. You're getting, you tra- you have court trapping yourself. But, um... I thought I thought this was a really interesting topic, and I guess you know. <laughs> I, I could bring it. I could bring it out if you, you want. Bring, to. Go ahead, King. You got yeah, it. Yeah. So so, <sighs> had a conversation, and it, it led me to this. The person was sharing like, I ain't go. I ain't gonna go. Yeah, I'll just go to the question. So the question is: Is it okay to reasonably and ethically? Tamper. So in the NBA, tamper is like you talking to players you shouldn't be talking to because they're under contract while someone is dissatisfied in their relationship. So for an example, if someone is a prospect you really like is with a white dude, you black, you could hit them with the, yo, like if you ever want to have seasoned chicken, just like hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Like if you... If you just want to know That's what it's cold. like, just hit me up, yo. If you if you want to see some style, like just just give me a call when you're ready, respectfully. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it ever fair to ethically, like, if you need some nice photos, like, <laughs> uh, man, this is a tough. This is gonna be a tough topic. So I'm just I'm just gonna I'm not gonna think too much on it. Um, I think. I think if someone's dissatisfied, like they're already gonna show that, you know, they have availability, you know, whether they're in a relationship, especially like if they're unhappy in the relationship. I think we've talked about this at, uh, at a certain point where there is like this space uh, between the breakup and like, you know, before you actually get to that point, you're mentally checked out. So, you're already kind of inviting that energy subconsciously and you probably don't even know it. So if someone acts on that, is it really, yeah. Is it really like, uh, is it really wrong? You know what I mean? So I think, I think I want to go there first, like the ethics of it. Is it wrong or is it right? Me personally, like, I don't, if someone did that to my girlfriend, like while we were in the midst of turmoil, I'd probably want to fight them. You know what I'm saying? Like it would, that would, that would probably lead me. And there's not a lot of things in this world that would lead me to get physical, but that would lead me to a fight. If I saw that person that's on site. Wait. So you're saying if you're in turmoil, the relationship is uneven. Someone Um, hit up your girl, nothing crazy, but just hinted at something you would feel away. Yeah, absolutely. That's the yeah. first, even if, even if the relationship is terrible and I want this person to go, like it's the principle. 
Dang, all right. Man, it's a king, toxic king over here. You're still under contract, right? Right. Let, the, let, the, the let, the, let it, you know, don't let Phil Jackson come and whisper in your ear, like, yo, you trying to come to the Lakers? Like, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I, I for me, that's like fighting. That's tough. Oh, uh, man. I, <laughs> that is a tough one. Okay. So thinking about it, if I was in that position, yeah, I think it would have to open up. I mean, it, it's also like how much is their your significant other entertaining that energy? Because then it also works on the other way around. Like if you're the disgruntled player on the team, like if you want the trade, but you're, you're still under contract, like is it ethically wrong for you to entertain other energy? You know, so it's like just honor, honor your commitments. I feel like to the best of your ability, um, I know that might be a lot to ask for. Just do your best. That's all I could say. So, <laughs> the tricky topic. Yeah, if it's if it's that bad and you really <laughs> like James Harden getting getting all the weight. No, I mean to... I feel like if if it's that bad and you really have a strong desire, break up and then do your thing. I think like the Knicks now they're at the the Mavs and and Jazz game, right? Utah Jazz game, like you know. Donovan Mitchell and they're, they're front row seats. So like, it's like, yo, like your teammates, we got better young players if you want to, you know what I mean? Come around. So it's like, I don't think it has to be super overt, but like, just, just like a, a quick crossover. Like, I, I don't think anything's wrong with that. Like a little, like, you know, nothing crazy. Well, b- before we get to that, right. Cause I, I wanted to examine it two different scopes, right. So if it's happening to you, Dondre, what do you do? What do you mean by happening to me? If someone's coming in and they're tampering. For me? Space. For me or for my partner? No, for your partner. And it's the, it's not an ideal situation? Yeah. I don't understand. I feel like tampering. <laughs> what do you tam- mean? Tampering happens. Here we go. Tampering happens whether we know it or not. Like there's 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 some tampering happening. It, it might not be overt. Again, it's, I don't think it's ever like poke 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 poke. But I think there are people who like you know like oh wow like that photo's not there on the grid anymore. You know like you you check you see certain things like oh like oh, his birthday was June. I didn't see no photo. Like there's certain signs that you might see. But I think like you guys mentioned all jokes aside like honor the commitments to the best of the ability don't make it complicated because not everything looks as shiny once you really get close up to it but i think if you're disgruntled small small tampering it's fine you know i don't need to know a little little little, you know like not too crazy yeah i mean i think if the shoes if the if if you are the tamperer you know i think you have to be very careful because you you don't really know what type of situation you're putting yourself into. I think you could like for me like not it's not super duper related, but um I remember I was uh dating this girl and like her ex was like still in the picture, like really like a toxic dude. Like I think I'm pretty like one time I got a text message saying like yo don't text my girl and I'm pretty sure it was him. And you know, she was already out of the relationship. You know, he's they're done. Like, but he still was injecting himself and low key tamps like tampering. He was the he was tampering because he knew I'm talking like I'm talking to his ex. So it's like, bro, you're out of the picture, but you're tampering. So it's like, I don't know if you're gonna choose to be the tamperer. You gotta accept any and all energy that's coming your way. Like you gotta be ready to catch a fade. For this girl like <laughs> because you don't know what the other guy is capable of you're putting yourself in this position where it's 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 unknown but then he's he's toxic i don't know if he's like technically tampering because if she's an unrestricted maybe she was a restricted free agent i don't know it doesn't sound like she was unrestricted but if she's unrestricted like what he's doing is just toxic male behavior and trying to possesses ego and ownership over a situation that you know she wants to move on but you are right you do have to be mindful because also like energetic karma like what if that happens to you like i also like feel like what are you showing to 
the person that you are trying to tamper with? Like, are you going to do that while when you're in a relationship with them? Like, I think people probably wouldn't take you that serious. There's there's like a ethical card for all parties involved, the person that allows it and the person who's tampering, more so the person who's tampering, because it's like, yo, like you're not doing the best thing. Like, you know, I'm trying to be on a diet. You giving me candy. Like what, what's going on here? Okay. So another angle, what if a disgruntled player is trying to tamper with you as an outside party? I'm with it. And maybe what's there's that? attraction. Like how do you handle that? <laughs> it's just, it's just like, we gotta, okay. you know, I, right. like, <laughs> okay. wait, 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 hold on. Let me not. <laughs> No, 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 no. You're going to be on these edits. No, say what you chose, bro. <laughs> Wait, so they're in a relationship. They're disgruntled and they're they're talking. They're We got to, I would try to get them to force a trade or buy out. Let's set, let's set the scenario. Let's set the scenario for Dre, right? So there's a woman you're interested in. You know what I'm saying? You already follow her. You see she's on the, the outs of her relationship. She's already cleared the page of every trace of relationship. Right? Get a DM. It's 12, 1130, 12 at night. Or she gives she, she, she reacts to your story. What do you do, Jay? Everything you, you already know. The stages, you you know, you have all the evidence, you, you see everything. Yeah, so for me, I'm never a super thirsty guy. Like, no matter if I'm super interested, I play it cool. Because once you once you play high, then they play low. So I stay right where I need to be. I would engage, of course, like, because she's free. I wouldn't even ask about the person. I think a lot of times, though, what I hear from the scene is that it matters more about the person who's open than the person who's tampering. Like if if a girl is in a relationship and you're, you know, doing something in the DMs and they're interacting with it, then they're saying it's more on them because they're not protecting the relationship. And like that is part of love. It's like choosing your partner, even when they're not around. It's like, like, yo, like, can you chill out with this energy? <laughs> like, I'm actually focused. You know, everybody needs to listen to Focus by her. Like, that's... That's what we need to get back to. Like, let's just focus, you know? But I think as long as you are aware and you know what you're doing and you're moving with intention, I think I think it's okay. I don't know if I have too much sympathy for the, the person that's on the way out of the relationship and they're kind of like, you know, reaching out. I think you clear the space and you just, you know, move with clarity and you know the other person's out of the picture or whatever um but i don't know that's that's how like love triangles form i think when there's like unfinished business and it's like you know you've been talking to this person you're kind of like reeling them in and you know i think that it's like the the person who's tampering is not like so bad but the person who's already on their way out and they're like seeking the energy i feel like that's where it can get messy yeah, I feel like I've low-key been in a tampering situation before. I think the best thing is to, like, be clear and ask questions. Like, yo, like, and that could be uncool in this era, because once you put words onto things and everyone's like, wait, what's happening? What are you talking about? This is not. What do you ask? Like, yo, don't you got a boyfriend? <laughs> no, but like, like, yo, like, like, clearly... <laughs> Cause I, I never really say it, but I'll say it in an almost spiritual way. Like, you know, clearly there's some energy here. Right. And if I recall, like, you know, from our conversation or something, I've seen like you were in something previous. So like pretty recent. So like, where do you see this space building towards or what would you want it to be? Like, you know, and kind of like, <laughs> Oh, Come on, bro. You asked the question. Yeah, then that's, Come on, fam. that's you when you about? cut them off. <laughs> or, or that's when you take a step back. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I knew that. But I don't know. It's tricky. It's chess games out here, y'all. It is, yeah. I, I feel like I've probably been in 
some sort of situation like this. And at the time, I definitely would not have had the language to try to, to, try to be uh, overt about it. So I just kind of played dumb the whole time. But <laughs> that didn't work out either. Like that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't fun because it's like, you're constantly kind of just like having to regulate your own emotions just to like not get more invested when you realize like, oh snap, there could be something going on, but there's also something else going on. So it's like, I just try to keep as much distance as I possibly could, but just don't tamper. Like don't do it if you don't, if you, if you can as much as possible, just All like, right, but one more, one more scenario I wanna throw to Kurt. Like, let's say you're disgruntled, yeah. you're at the end of your relationship, situationship, whatever you wanna call it these days. And there is an ideal that you've, you know, had on the spreadsheet way back. And they start showing up more energetically on the social media platforms. Like, do you engage with it? Because I feel like typically it's like, if I'm like not present in my classroom, or in class, like my head's present in my daydreams or present in creativity or present in a text message. So like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think naturally that happens. You kind of feed into distraction. And 2022, Kurt, that's like, everything's a concept would try to rethink like, okay, they might seem ideal, but like, how ideal is this? You know what I'm saying? And so, and, that whole everything's a concept thing is is really just for me to kind of kind of hold myself accountable because it's like i know how i am if i get caught up in the concept i might commit to the concept and it's just like good job kurt you failed again and so um so i think that's just kind of where i where i why i have to keep telling myself that but i um i think naturally in that situation, I can't, I can't tell you that I'm gonna be perfect. I'm gonna be just like, hold it to hold the fort down. I'm gonna do the best I can, but like, <sighs> there's gonna be a part of me that's gonna be like, so let's take a meeting. <laughs> you know like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's, it's hard. It is hard. Like, <laughs> you know, you poke twice and it's like, all right, like, what's, what's up? You got me. All right, no, I was trying to stay focused, you know, but I think that's just like, like like you said, kind of getting caught up in the, in the energetic space. I feel, I have a question though for you, Kurt, like, because you're on the wave of everything's a concept. Like, do you ever feel like, man, I gotta like take off this bubble coat real quick and just just feel it, you know, just to make sure it's a concept or just, or just to, you know, cause sometimes it's like, yeah, that's the words and that's what we feel or, or that's what we want to proclaim, but like, Sometimes we don't know, like, it's it's like, huh, maybe she's not, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, I'm sure, like, there's definitely, there's probably gonna be a scenario where I'm gonna be like, maybe everything's not a concept. I'm <laughs> sure just, you know, loosen the terms a bit. But um, yeah, I mean, everything that I say and everything that I wanna hold to, I give myself a, a little bit of room, cause it's just like, I feel like the harder the the harder you try to hold, the tighter you try to hold on to things is like sometimes the more like the the intensity of the the temptation comes up too. So it's like you give yourself a little room, but it's like ultimately just tuning in with myself and just being like, all right, how do I stay planted in what I know that I what what it is I know that I want, what I know it is that I need, and where it is I really want to be. So it's like it's okay for me to experiment or try to, you know, go for the experience and engage a little bit. It doesn't mean like every, when I say like, everything's a concept, I'm not trying to say like cutthroat, just say no to everything, but it's like, I can give, I can open up the opportunity to see that, Hey, maybe I don't have to close myself off to this. How do we end this era of savagery? Cause that's, that's where we're in, right? Like, how do we, how do we get back to, or is there no turning back? Like with with more groupthink, this is why I never like group projects in college, yo. Because it's like it's just it's just never good, yo. It's, it's always someone not doing the assignment, and I understand the assignment. And I felt like me doing my own thing. I was always certain that the responsibility was on me. You know, if I got the F, I missed the deadline. I didn't, 
you know, understand this time. I didn't do enough research. It's on me. But how do we end this era of savagery? I think it's going to be really tough because, uh, like you said, Dre, with the with a group project, you know, you can kind of if you don't hold your weight, you'll see like if you get an F, you just you, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you really deserve the F if you didn't do the work? Right. You deserve it. I think now we're not seeing a lot of accountability. So there isn't a chance to look in the mirror and be like, hmm, I ghosted that person. Did they deserve it? Maybe yes, maybe no. Like it's just it's just action and then you just move on. So I think when you're in that type of environment, it's dangerous. You know, if you have especially if you, you know, you're seeing all these tiktoks you're seeing all these tweets you're seeing all these instagram videos or photos or whatever um it's it's hard to hold yourself accountable when you're being told that you're not wrong so there's a lot of and there's a lot of energy information out there telling people that they're not wrong and egging them on so and there's less people there's less group chats there's less friends there's less you know guidance outside guidance helping to hold people accountable so, and you know what I mean? So essentially there's no community. So I don't know, not to be doom and gloom and grim, but I don't know. I don't really have any hope. I don't know if we end it. I think it might get worse. You know, like <laughs> uh, there might be somebody else. Like, I feel like Future was like the toxic king. And like when he was popping, you know, saying he had Dirty Sprite 2 and then, you know, Future, Hendrix, all these albums, he was like the toxic champion. So I feel like someone else is going to emerge from the toxicity and become like, you know, the 2010s, 2020s, Toxic champion. Yeah, because I think to your point, Drew, it is going to get worse. Like, I remember there was a, a very smart honor roll kid in, in my high school, and she was just always on beat with it. And then later found out, like, you know, her life took a different path, but that was more so because she was tired of being the good girl. You know, and, and and she hated that people always thought she was like so smart and so good. And, you know, now her life is different. And it's like, I don't think people are honest and transparent about what the life is like when you're on a toxic space or doing whatever. It's not that fun. Like, it's not like people need to be like, yo, be like me. Let's drive around and go out. So they, you can see it in first person because people are selling versions of like, yo, I'm kind of like Riri, yo. And it's, your life is, it's really not all that, yo. You know? So I think the more honest we can get about like what these things are really looking like, we can get back closer to like, well, I don't, I don't want that. Like, He's swerving. She's swerving. I mean, let me get back to a place where I'm I'm on cruise control, you know? Yeah, we got to get off social media. I think that's the only way. I think that's the only, I think that's the only way. I, because, no, truly, I feel like it's going to take a lot of, like, detachment. Because, like I said earlier, there's a lot of groupthink. There's a lot of group. There's a lot of confirmation bias. There's a lot of... Drew really said it best, like there's there's a lack of accountability and like true community. There's just, I just don't see a space in which we continue in the same road without collectively coming to a place where we heal and we do that self-work. And it's like, I a lot of people are learning these terms and there's there's a lot of language that people, you know, that gets added to our algorithm, like whether it's toxic or narcissist or gaslight, whatever. We know all these words, but it's just like, I don't see a lot of application of the fact that these words are being like implemented and integrated. And, you know, and that's not just me pointing a finger. That's like me too. Like I'm also looking at myself and just saying like, how am I actually living out, you know, the things that I'm learning about? And so, Granted, we all need balance in our lives. Like we all need, you know, humor and fun and jokes, but I feel like the line is really thin between what's a joke and what's real. And people start taking the jokes and making it their real thing, like their actual morals and standards. It's like everything becomes less and less believable. And so I think the only way to get to connection is to actually try to like connect with people outside of their avatars, you know, outside of like, the versions of themselves that they portray themselves to be and get to 
know who they actually are, but like, how do we know who we actually are without space away from this algorithm, you know, the whole algorithm, I think. So granted, I don't want to be doom and gloom either because I feel like if I didn't have a sense of optimism, I probably wouldn't be on relationship insurance. If I just felt like this was hopeless, then I, you know, I, I don't know that I would even participate, but it doesn't look very hopeful. <laughs> um, and at the same time, I, I just feel like there, maybe it's just harder. It's, it's going to be harder and harder to find in the places that we feel like we'll find, find it. I think the real ones will always exist, but you're just going to have to sift through a lot of misses. I feel like with all of the wildness that we see on the internet, social media, I can speak for myself. Like you don't want to make a mistake and then be in a bubble of like whatever cool buzzword is out right now, you know, like, Oh, he's not emotionally aware because he didn't text you back and, 0.5 seconds. So, you know, like it, it's a, a lot of this is just not good. I, I think most people know it's not good and that the internet isn't really real. The people behind it are just bots having fun. And I think it's at the expense of like connection. Like when we are against each other, like more corruption can happen and we're distracted. And when we are in community and connected, like more beautiful things can happen. Like the world profits off of ugly things and disconnections and us being disconnected. Yeah. So like ultimately I feel like we're going to have to reimagine community because I think that's how we found people in the first place. Like that's how we found matches like historically, like, there was community and that's kind of how our parents met or how our, how our grandparents met. Like they met and granted, you know, not every situation was perfect, but at least that's how they found connection. And so in the longevity of time, social media is relatively new in that, in that sense. So it's like, we're all just learning how to navigate dating and connecting or just community in general with this new highway this new mode of transportation so maybe we just need a few more years to learn how to really drive on it and then we can get to where we're trying to go this has been another episode of relationship insurance podcast you can follow us on instagram at relationship.insurance you can listen to us on apple podcast and spotify last but not least stay insured